You're listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Brought to you in association with OvertimeIreland.com. Now, here's the OTI guys. Yeah, it is. It's me, Colm, and joined on the show as always by DJ. We're here to preview week 12 of the National Football League. I hope you're keeping well, DJ. Looking forward to talking through all the week 12 action with you. And of course, I'm joined on the show today by Chris Wesley of Around the NFL, formerly Around the League podcast on NFL.com. Great discussion I had with Chris yesterday and looking forward to sharing all that with you and his thoughts on some of the upcoming games. We talked about Chris Borland, the rookie of the San Francisco 49ers, among other things, and some teams that we think are going to make the playoffs and miss the playoffs. So looking forward to taking that to you in just a little moment. DJ, um, many of the listeners might know that uh, you're a college study and become a teacher. You're back now into the, the college mode. You were doing some work experience. So how's uh, college life fitting in for you this week now when you're back on the road? Yeah, come you mentioned on the road there, and I'm down in Galway at present, and, and I know how the NFL teams feel when they're traveling every week from game to game, and particularly coming off a of bye week. So, <laughs> DJ, so yeah, the tough yards have been put in, and I suppose it's part of the whole routine that has to be done, but. DJ, as we start the show, as always, we like to give a plug to our pals at The Last Word on Sport. They are The Last Word on Sport Radio Network as well, where Overtime Ireland can be found each and every episode. Their website is lastwordonsport.com. As the name suggests, they have you covered for all sports. And, of course, their we- or their Twitter handle is at lastwordonsport. So do check them out. Give them a follow. Check out some of the articles on their sites. A talented group of writers up there. Speaking of websites, DJ, I guess we'll give ours a plug. That is overtimeireland.com. Lots of stuff going up there each and every week, including this podcast. So... Whether you're listening to this on iTunes, Stitcher, whatever device you're listening to, or possibly you're listening to it on the Overtime Ireland website, thank you for coming along and listening. Please do rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, as I mentioned. Give us a comment. It does help with the, with the ratings and so on and so forth. And do hit that subscribe button. Thank you for coming and listening. Hopefully you'll be back again. Hopefully you enjoy what you hear. And hopefully you'll be back for another show or two. So, DJ, um, we've kind of... All the plugs taken care of, done and done and so forth. Later on the show, we'll be doing our competition winner of the book competition we had last weekend and more details on uh, the upcoming competition this weekend. And said I was going to talk to Chris Wesley about some of the upcoming games this week, DJ. So let's get Chris Wesley on the show straight away to preview some of the Week 12 matchups. Want to know who's going to win every NFL game this weekend? It's time for the OTI Weekend Preview. Joined now in the Overtime Ireland podcast yet again by the great Chris Wesley of the Around the NFL podcast. He also writes on NFL.com. I'm sure many of you are familiar with his work. Uh, Chris, thanks for taking the time to talk to us again. My pleasure. Uh, Chris, first of all, we'll start off. You had a, an interesting piece up on Chris Borden, the, the third-round rookie of the San Francisco 49ers, talking about his inside linebacker play over the last few weeks. How impressed have you been with uh, Borden? He's a p- player I've been watching closely over the over the last few weeks in some of the game rewinds. Uh, how impressed have you been? I couldn't be more impressed. He looks like uh, he's played better than any inside linebacker in the NFL over the past three weeks. They haven't missed a beat with uh, Patrick Willis out of the lineup, and he's a potential Hall of Famer. So I think Borland has been, his instincts against the run, he's just always in the right place. And he has better closing speed than you would have thought for a guy whose athleticism was questioned coming out of the draft. So to me, he's been really impressive. He's always in the right place. Yeah, the first game, it luckily could be kind of a one-match wonder, or whatever you want to call it, but uh, had that interception again this week against the, the Giants, and I suppose they had five interceptions in that game, but it had a really, really good game. There's been a number of good defensive rookies this year so far in the league, and uh, is Borland the one that you've been most impressed with, or have you been impressed maybe with Shazir or one of the other rookies playing at the moment? 
Uh, I think how solid C.J. Mosley has yeah. been. He's been. You could argue that he's been the best player on a, on a Ravens defense that's been pretty stout all year. And then Khalil Mack has been great for the Raiders. Uh, he's been getting close to sacks, pressuring the quarterback quite a bit, but really good in the run game. And uh, Aaron Donald and Anthony Barr for the Rams and Vikings have been very good too. Yeah, most years we'll be talking about these defensive players, and, and I guess they are in the rookie of the year. Uh, categories at the moment but usually we'll be talking about them leading the way but with the way the wide receivers have been so far this season at the rookies uh, it has been very impressive uh, who has been your rookie of the year either defensively or, or offensively at this stage so far well I think Mike Evans has taken the lead on offense which is pretty impressive considering he missed a couple of games with a groin injury but he's been you know kind of unstoppable lately and, and uh, Josh McCown has helped him out quite a bit he got a couple of yards on on uh, the cornerbacks covering him and in one situation a linebacker covering him last week and McCown put the ball right on the money so that's helped quite a bit uh, I've actually been I think Evans deserves the front runner but Odell Beckham is the guy I've been most impressed with just his unique athleticism he can jump and uh, run like most wide receivers can't and he kind of looks like a early career Steve Smith or Antonio Brown to me a little bit more yeah we'll talk a little bit more about him in a moment we're going to go through some of the games now and the Giants Cowboys is one we're going to look at I suppose I was going to look at that later on but we'll start off with the Giants Cowboys you mentioned Odell Beckham you said you're impressed with him uh, overall you know he missed the first four games I think it was of the season he's been phenomenal since he came in but they're playing the Cowboys this week Eli Manning had five turnovers last week and it was a tough game all around for the for the Giants but the defense was better than it has been in recent in recent weeks and uh, they still kept it within a one score game towards the end late on with those five turnovers so do you think they can have a, a realistic chance here they're at home obviously to the Cowboys coming off the bye week uh, do you think the Giants can can you put up a fight here against the Cowboys I do think they can. I, I don't think that I would count on their offense trusting as much. The 49ers defense is quite a bit better than the Cowboys, so I would expect the Giants to move the ball better. And like you said, their defense didn't play badly last week. They're going to have a tougher matchup this time, but I expect them to at least keep it close. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the Cowboys do coming off the bye week. That, that bye week kind of came at a perfect time for them with Tony Romo's injury, although he did play in London against the Jaguars. His injury then, he, you know, extra time to rest up. And also, you know, DeMarco Murray, people are talking about his health. Would he hold up for the season? Well, he's held up brilliantly so far. And now you had the bye week to get him a, a little bit. And he seems like he's refreshed and ready to go for the rest of the season. DeMarco's obviously been fantastic. Des Bryant's contract situation's up in the air. Can you see any way other than they have to sign Des to a, a contract? I know there's a lot of rumblings at the moment. And then, obviously, they really probably are in a position to only sign one of them. With DeMarco Murray being the other player that uh, is up for a contract renewal. Oh, I think they'll sign both of them. You think they'll both of them? It, it probably won't happen before the end of the season, but I can't see either of those players getting to the market. They'll either, I think they'll either sign one to a long-term deal or, or franchise the other, but I, I, it's not in the Cowboys' way to just let their talent go. Yeah. And just uh, back to the Giants again, can you see, I know they could win all the, the remaining games the rest of the way in the season, but is there any way that uh, Tom Coughlin's the coach next season? Well, I, I think it's likely that, but I, yeah, I think there's a way he could return. I mean, if they play better and if he kind of expresses a desire to come back, maybe that could happen. But I think it's likely that this is his last year. Next game up is the Cardinals facing the Seahawks. We all know that the Seahawks have had a, a number of issues, you know, on the road, and you know they're not as invincible as they have been at home over the last few seasons. There's kind of a few kinks in their armor. But the team that did beat them last season, ending that long streak of wins, was the Arizona Cardinals. Their their defense, in particular, over the last month has been 
excellent. They're really since Clayus Campbell came back, they've nearly been shutting down teams, and the Lions had trouble against them last week. Bruce Arians, probably for me the coach of the year so far, and uh, Drew Stanton's coming into you know trying to go over for Carson Palmer after his injury. The Seahawks, do you think the Cardinals will be you know, confident going to face the Seahawks after turning them over at home last year and now they're top of the division with such a good record so far? Well, I think the Cardinals are as confident as any team in the league, even with a backup quarterback in there. I think that's the way they play. They're a true team. They play together. Um, I think you still have to give the edge to the Seahawks in this mm-hmm. game because of the home field advantage. And the fact that Stanton only had one good quarter last week and then Larry Fitzgerald has a great two MCL in his knee, yeah. which means he thinks he's going to play. He's not guaranteed to play, and even if, even if he does, I wouldn't expect him to be too effective. And uh, with that injury, obviously, do you think it would make more sense for him to sit out this week? I know it's a divisional game, and winning this could nearly clinch the division for them, but with a, a run into the playoffs likely, do you think that playing this week might be a, a bad decision from Larry Fitzgerald? From afar, hmm. I think it would seem to make more sense to sit out, but I am uh, very reluctant to tell athletes what to do from afar because <laughs> it's their body, it's their team, and I have no idea how his knee feels. Yeah, the Seahawks as well. They've, you know, people have talked about the Legion of Boom not being as good as they have been, particularly last season when they were absolutely phenomenal. But a number and number of very, very key issue or key injuries to them on the defensive side of the ball, and they were missing me being last week, which was another big injury. But do you think uh, this defense is going to just? You know, be at an average level as it has been, or do you think it could get back to the level it's been at last season? Well, I think they'll miss me, Bain, and that will hurt their run defense. They need to get Bobby Wagner back because he's one of the best middle linebackers in the league. And I don't think that we'll see last year's version of Cam Chancellor again the rest of the way. I think that ankle looks like a season long problem to me. So I think they might become a very good defense again, but I don't see them re reaching the dominant level of last season. Yeah, if you had to pick a winner in this one, Chris, which way are you going to go? I'm going to give the... It's a more of a must-win game for the Seahawks. You mentioned the injury to Larry Fitzgerald as well, so I'm going to give the Seahawks a win at home. Who do you think will come out on top in this one? I'm going to lean the same way. I think it's a great matchup. The Cardinals' run defense is very good, but Marshawn Lynch running as well as he has probably in his career. So that's a good strength-on-strength matchup, and uh, I just see the Seahawks having a little bit of a home-field advantage here. The last game now we're going to preview before we finish up is the, the Cincinnati Bengals are heading down to Houston to play the Texans. J.J. Watt uh, with a touchdown last week and he was involved in everything really. Is there any player, well definitely the defensive side of the ball, more fun to watch at the moment than J.J. Watt? No, I don't know if there's any defensive player in my lifetime more fun to watch <laughs> than J.J. Watt. He seems like he's in the play to play and uh, Ryan Mallett had a, his first start last week and obviously got his first win against the Browns. What do you expect from him going forward? I was just watching that game before I came on, and I think Bill O'Brien did a masterful job of setting Mallett up for success. They, did a, they ran the ball to protect him, so they ran the ball 50 times, and they did quite a bit of play action, which gave Mallett time. And, and I think if they can keep doing that, I think Mallett is is a much better quarterback than Ryan Fitzpatrick, so I, I kind of like the Texans in this game. They definitely offer something more going down the field anyway, definitely a stronger arm, and we'll we'll see how he does going forward. Obviously, they made that trade to it just towards the end of the, the trade deadline uh, before the season, but on the other side, the quarterback Andy Dalton, you mentioned on the Around the NFL podcast, there was a good stat I thought was that no quarterback had gone from such a low quarterback ranking of two, or a quarterback rating of two, and then to such a good rating over the last week when he played the Saints. Well, you, I suppose you probably weren't surprised this is what we get from Andy Dalton from time to time, but 
you know, do you expect a, a closer to two rating this week, or do you expect something like we've seen against the Saints? I have no idea what to expect from Andy Dalton. <laughs> it's a good sign that A.J. Green finally had a 100-yard game, but yeah. that's also because Keenan Lewis only played about 10 snaps just dragging his leg around again. So Keenan Lewis has been a Pro Bowl cornerback this mm-hmm. year, and I think A.J. Green feasted on the fact that the best cornerback wasn't out there. So we'll see how that happens this week. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if Dalton has another good game, but it also wouldn't surprise me if he wilts against the J.J. Watt defense mm. for, what, the third time in four years? Yeah, the playoffs is where these two guys usually meet in that, that kind of Saturday playoff yeah. games. We'll see. But uh, you mentioned there as well, it's going to be a big loss for the Saints, obviously, as well, uh, in, the, in the coming weeks, or depending on how his injury status is. Just before we finish, Chris, just the playoffs just around the corner and just a few of the divisions that are kind of up in the air with four divisions we've selected. And we're just going to ask you if you think they're in or out of the playoffs. And we obviously talked about the Seahawks. We have the Seahawks and the 49ers. It's looking like... Possibly both of them missed the playoffs, but definitely one of them's likely to miss out with the Cardinals looking like they could win that division. Um, who do you think out of those two has the best potential of making the playoffs? Out of the Seahawks and who else? The Seahawks and the 49ers. I think I'd give it to the Seahawks just because the 49ers have been such a mess. I mean, the reports coming out of there every week about Jim Harbaugh losing the locker room and then Ahmad Brooks takes off his cleat yeah, in the strange. middle of the game and refuses to play, so... Yeah. It just seems like there's a new thing every week in San Francisco, so I think I would just tend to lean more towards the stability in Seattle. Yeah, I would agree with you there. And a lot of big games coming up. The Cardinals obviously taking the Seahawks this week, and then Thanksgiving, the Seahawks and the 49ers. So the next two weeks, I'll really let us know what's going to happen there. Next one is the Saints and the Falcons. The Falcons leading that division on tiebreakers now, but you know, before the season started, a lot of people pumping up the Saints as a potential Super Bowl team. I think that ship has sailed now, but do you think they'll make the playoffs, or do you think the Falcons will take advantage there? I do. When I watch the rest of that division, the Falcons seem like a bad team. The Panthers seem like an even worse team. And the Bucks could get a little frisky mm. in the next few weeks. They look a lot better with Josh McCown at quarterback. But the Saints are the only team to me that doesn't look like a bad team. They actually have talented players. They're just not playing up to their potential. So I, I could see, I just can't see another team beating the Saints' talent out. Yeah, strange that the Falcons have only four wins this season, but all four wins coming out of the division, 4 0 in the division. You mentioned the Bucks as well, 2 and 8. It would be quite the story if they were to make it make a run for this division. Uh, maybe that's just a bit far off. But I guess if they pick up another one this week, they might be on board. Just two divisions to finish up. The Bengals, Browns, uh, Ravens and Steelers. Obviously, that division's kind of all up for grabs at the moment. I'd say we'll let you pick two of them teams that you think might make the playoffs. Yeah, I, w- I think I would go with the Ravens. They're still the best in that division. Yeah. I thought they were the most complete team all year. And I think I would probably put the Steelers in as a wild card then. And then the last, I think the Browns have the Browns have lost too much on defense. The, Carlos Dansby's now injured, and Jabal Sheard, two of their better defensive players, and they lost Phil Taylor the week before. I think it's too easy to run on them. Yeah, and there's issues obviously with Cameron and the concussions, and then well, Josh Gordon's coming back for them, but we'll we'll see we'll see what happens there. I think uh, you know there's possibly Hoyer's not playing great for them, so we'll see you know the quarterback position. But last division now, just before we finish up, but I I still think that the Broncos will win their division. So I'll give you the Chiefs and the Chargers. Who gets through there as a wild card? I I think the Chiefs are playing much better than the Chargers right now, mm-hmm. and the Chargers have a fatal flaw that their offensive line has just been worked over the past few games. They they aren't opening any holes in the run game, and they're not protecting Philip Rivers. The defense hasn't been what it was to start the season either. And I think the Chiefs are kind of clicking on all cylinders right now. 
Yeah, I think in they're obviously against Marshall Lynch last week. That defense, uh, particularly against the run, looks fantastic. I don't think anyone wants to face the Chiefs. You mentioned the Chargers are a bit like the Bengals. They started the season like a house on fire, and you know things started to fall apart. So remember when we were talking about Tom Brady being you know finished and all and so on and so forth. Well, things can turn around very quickly. So we'll see what happens now in the next few weeks of the season. But looking forward to seeing all the action as always, Chris. Thanks for coming on to talk to us. You can find all of Chris's work up on NFL.com. And, of course, on Twitter, he's well worth the follow, at Chris Wesling. Uh, highly recommend checking him out there as well. So thanks for coming on, Chris. Thank you, Tom. Hi, this is former NFL offensive lineman Ross Tucker, the host of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. And you are listening to the Overtime Ireland Podcast. So DJ, that was Chris Wesling on the podcast. A lot of fun as always talking to Chris. Some great insight from him. You can obviously follow him on Twitter, as I mentioned, at Chris Wesling, and definitely worth a following. And any information you're looking for in the National Football League, he's a bit of a historian on the league, so great to get his thoughts. And interesting to get some of his thoughts on who's making the playoffs, who's not making the playoffs. But DJ, we'll move on to the rest of the games this week. And any games in particular that you're looking forward to? Start off with the New England Patriots AFC rivals. That's the Buffalo Bills taking on the. New York Jets this week, the Jets coming off a bye week, but the Bills have also had 10 days rest by the time kickoff comes round, so it's going to be interesting to see who's going to be able to win the battle of the quarterbacks. Will it be Kyle Orton or will it be Michael Vick? Yeah, this game took place in New York not so long ago, you know, the interdivisional game, and obviously the, the Bills had a bit of a romp in that one, one of Geno Smith's last starts for, for the Jets this season. Seen some pictures online, DJ. Seems to be quite a bit of severe weather up in Buffalo at the moment. Western New York getting hit with a bit of a snowstorm, and uh, it looks like it looks like the game's definitely going to go ahead. But the the players have been getting their game plans and so on sent out via email and things like that. There, they haven't been able to get into the facility, so it'll be interesting to see how their uh, how their preparation has been affected by this. There's there was uh, some things online of uh, the Bills paying people. $10 an hour to shovel snow to, to help up clear up walkways and so on to get towards the stadium so very interesting to see to see how the, the preparation of both teams because New York's obviously getting hit with a bit of weather as well but not quite as bad as is happening up in Buffalo I think DJ this is one that the, the Bills will win um, you know the Jets obviously had a big win against the Steelers last in their last game but the Bills losing to the Miami Dolphins I think uh, both teams now definitely the Jets anyway but I think the Bills after that loss as well are knocked out of playoff contention but I think at home you know their record is quite good and I think uh, they'll definitely uh, be trying to run the ball a bit more here and both teams probably run with the weather conditions I think the Bills will just eke out a narrow win probably uh, you know in and around a field goal win for, for the Buffalo Bills also a bit of pressure DJ you mentioned Kyle Orton a bit of pressure on him you know uh, I don't know if they'll go back to EJ Manuel this season with the way things have gone but Kyle Orton uh, hasn't been too good over the last number of games Big news for the Cleveland Browns this week, Colin, with Josh Gordon returning. Mike Patina's trying to say that they're going to ease him back in, but I think with the way the Browns have been playing, that Josh Gordon's probably going to get nearly every snap they possibly can give him in this game. Yeah, DJ, a bit different to, to some people, you know, when they're suspended, they can't train with the team and so on, but we've seen with Alden Smith coming back in for the 49ers part of his agreement was he was allowed to train with the team as well Josh Gardner in a similar sort of scenario has been allowed to train at the facility so we'll see what sort of shape he is I think he'll be in pretty good shape and uh, be ready to play and according to Josh Gardner and some of this, the sources have come out that he says that he's ready to tear up the league so we've seen what he done last year and obviously you know he had no outstanding quarterback play last year and I know Hoyer hasn't been playing well but it's a big upgrade at wide receiver for him with the, the cast of guys they have they've been getting a lot of kind of short pickups and that Gardner definitely a player who can take the top off the defense as they say very physical very strong and 
you know, we just look back to last year. Some people have kind of forgot about it. It's been glossed over a bit. But last year, uh, he was arguably one of the best, well, definitely one of the best, arguably the best wide receiver in the league with some of the stats he was putting up, back-to-back games of over 200 yards and so on and so forth. Uh, very, very impressive last year. So we'll see what he does. Will he click this week or will it take him a few weeks to get back into it? But the Cleveland Browns need to start picking up the Ws. They had a loss last week to the Texans and, you know, they still have playoff aspirations. So we'll see this week. I think uh, Josh Gardner will come in and probably play half the snaps on offense and you know, if he's if he's anything like he was last year, it's a it's a big, big improvement for the Browns. Just on the, the case of the Browns, Ben Tate obviously cut by the team. They're going with Crowell uh, and uh, West at running back for the rest of the season. So quite, I was quite surprised they, they caught him at this stage of the season. Whether he'll be picked up or not, as we go towards the weekend, we'll see. And uh, I'm sure he'll catch on somewhere. But I was just surprised at the, at the decision to, uh, to cut him at this stage of the season. But I'm looking forward to seeing Josh Gordon back on the NFL field. Chicago Bears calling to get on the... Tampa Bay Buccaneers this week. The excitement Jay is Cut- palpable. Yeah, Jay Cutler's really going to be looking to improve on recent performances, and I think there's a team, if they could improve against, it's certainly going to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who have been very poor this season now. And I really don't see them turning around this week enough for them not to get a loss. Yeah, well, DJ, um, I know the Bears last week at the, the win against the Vikings. The, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers also got a win against the Redskins. Both of those wins, how big they are, you know, is anyone's guess. But two of these teams, you know, they're going for two wins in a row, so that'll help boost momentum and morale in the teams. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, DJ, as ridiculous as it sounds, are not out of the playoff race yet with the way that division is. They could still, they're two games back on the division of both the Saints and the Atlanta Falcons. But, you know... Stranger things have happened, and late teams going on playoff runs. It'll be absolutely amazing if the Buccaneers get anywhere near it. But you never know winning here. Mike Evans has been terrific over the last few weeks. I talked with Chris Westland. He was saying about he's uh, arguably he, he thinks he's the the leading candidate for the offensive rookie of the year. So see what he does again this week. Josh McCown played quite well last week, and you know he's had a few good games. His starts for the Buccaneers have actually been better than some people would have thought. And you know I was quite critical of the change, but. Look at that. Uh, I've been proved wrong before and I'll probably be proved wrong again. So Josh McCown going in here against his former team. He'll be looking for some retribution. You know, obviously, I suppose there's probably no hard feelings, but he'll be wanting to get one over the former team. And uh, Jay Cutler, you mentioned, DJ, two touchdowns, two interceptions last week. And that's kind of he's usually like for like touchdowns, interceptions. But if he can avoid those interceptions, I think the Bears have a strong chance here. I think uh, with the home field advantage, and I know I've talked about the Bears per home field advantage over the recent times uh, they haven't picked up many ho- home wins and I think uh, this is where they kind of turned around they got the, the home one last week I think they're going to pick up another home one here I think they went up around a touchdown and, you know this this could be quite a shootout DJ depending on the on the conditions if it's you know if it's cold and snowing maybe, maybe a bit more run to the ball but the Buccaneers backs haven't impressed me this season and uh, I think the, the Bears will pick up a W here Come Andrew looking to Indianapolis Colts will be looking to bounce back after last Sunday's defeat by the Patriots and and the Colts will be hoping to their defense against the run games a wee bit better this week <laughs> after Jonas you know, strays two hundred and one yard running spree against the Colts. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see DJ. I'm sure that's something they're going to be very uh, intent on improving. There'll be a big focus, I think, on stopping the run this week for the Colts and Jaguars coming off the bye after their game against the Cowboys in London. And you know they had uh, quite a good, quite a good running game against the Cowboys, although they did lose that game. So we'll see. We'll see how the Jacksonville Jaguars do running the ball. I think they'll be a very uh, 
big emphasis on stopping that. They'll be trying to see what Blake Bortles can do with the ball through the air. And although he has had his issues in his rookie season, lots of ups and downs, some terrible throws, some impressive throws. I think he's been below average uh, in, in my opinion so far. But we'll see what he does. He's had the bye week. They might have worked on some things. Cecil Short's probably a bit more healthier. And uh, we'll see what happens in this game, I think. They'll probably keep it closer than some expect, but you know Andrew Luck doesn't lose many back-to-back games in his career so far. I think it's only happened once where he's lost back-to-back, and this is uh, at home, so back-to-back home games unlikely to be a loss here for the Colts. And you know, um, there's no doubt about it, DJ. They're gonna they're gonna be a little bit hurt by that last week. They're gonna be using that as motivation, and I see nothing here but a, a comfortable Colts win. I think they'll win it by more than ten points, and you know it could be anything and further upwards so um, I'm expecting a big bounce back from the Colts obviously Trent Richardson will be leading the way running the ball and uh, Ahmad Bradshaw's out for the rest of the season with that fractured ankle so big big uh, win here for the Colts in my opinion and you know they'll want to get themselves back on track because the, the Houston Texans are starting to you know sneak a little bit closer to the, the Colts and with the results this week it could all all affect it again. Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers taking on Teddy Bridgewater's Minnesota Vikings column Go Pack, in week go. 12. Is this going to be yet another week in fantasy football where I end up having games going a lot closer than they should be because Rodgers sits out most of the fourth quarter? Yeah, DJ, you've uh, you took Rodgers in the in our money league this year. You're talking about and uh, you know you're getting a lot of three quarter games out Aaron Rodgers this season. Just goes to show how dominant he's been. I was looking at some of the stats. Uh, he's, he's broke your guy Tom Brady's record for most touchdowns in a row at home without an interception. He's you know, some of the stats that he's putting up at the moment are absolutely incredible. And, you know, he's definitely, uh, if he keeps this up, he's on the way to an MVP season. And, you know, I'd just like to mention that the Green Bay Packers are now the favourites for the bookmakers to win the Super Bowl. So, you know, that there, it's all heating up for the Green Bay Packers. And it's going to be quite cold in Minnesota. It's going to be, you know, they usually play in the Dome. Their, their new stadium's been built. The old stadium's been tossed and... Uh, we're going to see this in an outdoor game, so it could be very cold here, but Aaron Rodgers and Jordy Nelson and Cole will be only too happy to heat it up, and uh, I think it's going to be another a big win for the Packers. Can't see anything other than it, and uh, you know I think it'll be competitive early on, but uh, I do think the Packers will edge away in the, in the second half. I think we'll see Aaron Rodgers complete a game for a change, and uh, I think it'll be a, a two-touchdown win for the Packers. I'm not trying to get overconfident, but just haven't been impressed with the way the Vikings have played in recent weeks and have been very impressed obviously with the Packers so keep it simple DJ it's a, a win for the Green Bay Packers can you see a, an upset here by the Vikings? Yeah Colin you mentioned a two touchdown victory there for Green Bay Packers and I'll be quite happy if both of those touchdowns are converted by Devontae Adams but <laughs> we'll have to wait and see I think it might be less than two touchdowns I would say maybe a 10 point victory for the Packers but I really can't see them not getting anything other than a win this week. Yeah, indeed. Just on the subject now, off the off the Vikings, everyone already knows the the news of Adrian Peterson. Uh, his you know appeal was well, his appeal still ongoing. It hasn't been heard, but the the first part of the case where he was hoping to get reinstated immediately has been uh, unaccepted by the NFL. They have suspended him for the rest of the season without pay and uh, he's obviously appealing that decision but you know with the first decision being made with the NFL and then with Roger Goodell being the man that's going to hear his appeal it seems unlikely that Goodell's going to be like oh yeah I'll just change my mind now and let you play so it looks like we have uh, seen the last of Adrian Peterson for this season and possibly seen the last of him in Minnesota because there was rumours that they were unsure if they were going to take him back anyway even if if the appeal had been successful so it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens this off season with Peterson I don't expect I think now the appeal will be just that it'll all be upheld and that we won't see Peterson for the rest of the season it'll be interesting to see what happens if he is a free agent after this year because obviously quite a bit of guaranteed money in the Vikings maybe with the PR point of view don't want to don't want to deal with it so you know we'll see what happens in the future with Adrian Peterson arguably the best running back off the last decade and you know 
whether this affects his status going forward. People, if uh, he doesn't play well and in his next club, if he does get another club, people might start to think of him as less of a player. But you know, obviously, people will start to think of him less as a person with what is going on in this situation. And you know, it, it's not our place, DJ, really, to talk about that. We're talking about football rather than the off the field stuff. But Adrian Peterson, uh, DJ, definitely the the best running back that. I would say the best running back I've seen in my lifetime watching the NFL, but uh, we're not going to see him in 2014. So I'll bode well for the Packers winning this week, I suppose, if they're Adrian Peterson less as well. I think Colin will likely land in spot for Adrian Peterson should he be released by the Vikings during the offseason is in Texas, and I'm sure the Dallas Cowboys UK fan club will be delighted to hear me saying that if he does land in Texas, I don't think it's going to be in Houston. I think it might be Dallas. <laughs> yeah, well, we know the, the incident with him and Jerry Jones last year, so that DJ seems to be a real possibility. But again, the PR point of view and what all you know goes on behind the scenes, we'll see what we'll see what happens there. But uh, you know, there'll be some there'll be some fans wouldn't want him there either, maybe because of the situation. But we'll see, DJ. We'll see. Yeah, uh, it's all it's all a bit far away. We'll look at week twelve and we'll leave we'll leave the two thousand and fifteen season for another few weeks and uh, until we get into the postseason when the, the Packers are lifting the Vince Lombardi trophy. Next game DJ on the card, it's uh, quite fitting that we went from the Green Bay Packers to the New England Patriots, your team, and they're playing the Detroit Lions. Could be a big week in the uh, NFC South or the NFC North, sorry, this week with the the Lions losing last week to the Cardinals. Could they lose this week again to the Patriots, DJ? I'm sure I already know the answer to what you're going to say. Yeah, Collins becoming a honorary Patriots fan for a few hours mm-hmm. on Sunday. Yeah, Colum, I think if Tom Brady, the offense and defense can click the way they did last week against the Indianapolis Colts, I can't see anything other than a Patriots win. Lions defense is one of the best defenses in the league, but I still think Tom Brady's going to be carving up those Lions, and hopefully Jonas Gray's just going to steamroll through <laughs> yet another defense. Well, DJ, the, the Lions are a team who give up too many uh, rushing yards, so we'll see what happens there. And I mentioned to you, DJ, that uh, I don't trade during the week for Shane Vereen, and... Uh, don't be too surprised if we see less of Jonas Gray this week. We've seen it before. We've seen Legarrette Blunt last year get four touchdowns in the playoffs. And uh, speaking of Legarrette Blunt, he was released by the Steelers. So, uh, you know, it's uh, it all swings and roundabouts. We'll see what happens. And uh, I think Shane Vereen's still the main man there in that running back situation. But the New England Patriots, DJ, have a very, very solid record at home. Don't lose too much. Their last home victory there was against the Denver Broncos two weeks ago. So I think uh, the Patriots have it all in control at the moment, beating the Colts last week. They look very strong. But, you know, teams always, DJ, seem to be on a complete roll. One thing I'm worried about with the Packers at the moment, they're on a roll. And then, but like the Broncos last week, DJ, I know they lost the week before to the Patriots, but go in and lose to the Rams. These things do happen. So we'll see what happens in this game. And I do expect a New England Patriots win. The Patriots, DJ, are, uh, I mentioned, very good at home. It's going to be cold up in Foxborough. I mentioned the, the kind of snowstorm up there in that region, up around Buffalo, around New England, and so on and so forth in the Boston area. The Detroit Lions, DJ, second road game in a row, so we'll see how they get on there. But, you know, they have, they've they've been pulling out victories, DJ, very late on in games and staying in games and getting victories late, which isn't something the Lions are known well for. And, you know, they've been doing that quite well this season. But sometimes that just doesn't work out for you. It didn't work out for them last week, and we'll see what happens here. Interesting to note, DJ, uh, Darrell Rivas talking about Calvin Johnson in preparation for this game, said he was a bit like a, a computer game character. So <laughs> interesting to see that matchup, Darrell Rivas going up against Megatron. Should be a, a fantastic fantastic contest will Megatron win or will he be left on Revis Island all alone it'll be it'll be fantastic to watch I'm really looking forward to seeing that and as you mentioned DJ I'll be an honorary New England Patriots fan for this game hoping that they pick up a win against the Detroit Lions 
obviously the week after Deej it'll be interesting because it'll be the, the Packers versus the New England Patriots it'll be interesting to hear our week 13 preview for that one looking looking forward to talking about that one with you but uh, I think here DJ we're uh, all set for a New England Patriots victory the Eagles DJ got a bit of a hiding against the uh, Green Bay Packers last week and now they get to face the Tennessee Titans the Eagles will obviously be looking to bounce back uh, we talked about the Dallas Cowboys with Chris Wesley and I think the, the Cowboys probably get a win in that game and you know the, the, the Eagles now need to keep pace with them so we'll see uh, how this game goes I expect a bounce back from Sanchez uh, I've liked with Matthews has been doing the rookie for them and obviously Macklin wasn't as much involved last week so we'll see what happens there will McCoy get his game back into gear and how does it all turn around for the Philadelphia Eagles they, they, they have a very good record obviously and people are still talking down about them last week would have been uh, as I mentioned they get like kind of like the Colts will have hurt them they'll be more focused after that loss they'll be ready to go this week and the titans losing to the colts i expect or to the the steelers sorry on monday night football i expect the eagles to do a better job than the the steelers done i expect them to execute a game plan you know and complete more passes because big ben in the first half in particular just wasn't wasn't on song for them last week for the for the steelers against the titans so expect a, a good game here for the eagles expect a win for the eagles how do you see it going not often i ever really thought i would say this column but I think it's going to be yet another win for a team led by Mark Sanchez as quarterback. Well, he must have got all his uh, fumbles, turnovers and everything out of his system against the, the Packers, so expect him to have a good game this week. Another team column looking to bounce back from a so-so performance last week, and that is the San Diego Chargers. San Diego Super Chargers. Got a comment in on Twitter, DJ, with this game, and it was uh, from our good old, we'll call him the OTI San Diego expert, and that is... Uh, Damien Brennan down in Dublin, he was saying that uh, he found it interesting on Monday's show that I said that I watched quite a bit of this game. He was wondering how I managed to watch quite a bit of the game, but if you really must know, uh, I had a bet on the game, so I had to kind of watch it to see how my money was getting on. But James, that game was, or Damien, that game was pretty terrible, and uh, hopefully when you're watching this game this week, it'll be a bit more entertaining from a San Diego Chargers point of view for you. But did you continue your preview? Well, a giant killing rams be sent yeah. to the slaughter against the Chargers this week? Well, we, I talked uh, about the injury on Monday's show that was worried about Philip Rivers. It's all up in the air now. The team and Hammerson that there's no injury. Antonio Gates reckoned that he had quite a serious rib injury coming into that game. So we'll see, DJ. Uh, it's hard to know who's telling the truth here, and it's not showing up in the injury report as, as of recording this. But St. Louis Rams, DJ, have bet... The Seattle Seahawks have bet the 49ers, and now they've bet the Broncos, and will they beat the Chargers? Uh, I think there's going to be one game too far for them. Their defense has really improved over the last few weeks, and we've really seen that last week against the Broncos, but I think the Chargers, DJ, they're, you know, they're up against it now. I thought at the start of the season they looked like sure-off playoff contenders, but I think at the moment we're looking at the Chiefs. I talked to this with Chris Wesley, and I think it's the Chiefs and the Broncos' favorite now to make it in from that side. So big, big one needed here for the Chargers. I think they'll do just enough, and... You know, the, the Rams had a, a big, big win last week and they, you know, kind of feel-good factor for them. But I think this week that their balloon does bust and I think the Chargers pick up a narrow win here and uh, I think they won by around a field goal. I mentioned each of the Rams there obviously got the win against the Seahawks when we were talking about the Seahawks with Chris Wesley and uh, a bit of news come in since and uh, Marshawn Lynch beast mode. Maybe we'll have a fairy tale story beast mode uh, hunting back in a wallet that he found at a gas station so you know people are talking about all this stuff off the field he's actually got fined by the nfl has come out this week as well fifty thousand dollars for not speaking to the media so he's got himself a couple of hefty fines for not speaking to the media both the super bowl and now again and uh, they have to be ranking up on his bank account maybe he wants to do a few little interviews in the coming weeks to avoid any more fines but 
nice uh, story of Marshawn Lynch, I'm sure he, he could have kept some of the money in the wallet to pay that fine, DJ, maybe, but uh, he, he handed it back in the wallet, so uh, nice nice gesture there by one of the, the best running backs in the National Football League. I mentioned the Rams there, column has been giant killers, and the team they defeated last week was the Denver Broncos, much to my delight, and now this week the Denver Broncos take on the Miami Dolphins, and I really don't know which team want to win this game, and edging towards the Dolphins because they really don't have any chance of catching the Patriots and it would help sure up lead at the top of the AFC. Yeah, it would need you certainly, but I think, uh, you know, it's hard to know which way you want this to go. I think the Denver Broncos are definitely a bigger threat to you in the playoff chase. I think you're going to win that division uh, quite easily as things go, but it's going, it's an interesting one here. A lot of people predicting the Broncos win. Obviously, it's at Mile High Stadium, so Broncos have that home field advantage. They've had three road games in a row, which is unusual in the NFL, so the home comforts will be very, very good for them this week. But a number of injuries, DJ, coming in. Emmanuel Sanders still with the, the concussion. He's still been evaluated, so kind of it's going to be discussed over the weekend if he, he, he completes them tests and if he's able to play or not. And uh, then Julius Thomas has had that low ankle sprain, so we'll see if he's able to go. Maybe they'll hold him out this week. So DJ, there's some injury concerns there for them, and obviously that there helps the Miami Dolphins. Um, their defense has been absolutely spectacular in recent weeks, and I think uh, they're going to put up a big fight here against the Broncos. But I think in, in the end, it'll just be in vain. I think the Broncos will edge this, and I think it'll be closer than people expect. Maybe in and around that field goal to a touchdown range for the for the Denver Broncos. I think it's going to be a, an interesting one to watch. But you know, I think Peyton Manning gets the team back on track here. DJ, a lot of talk about Robert Griffin III and the Washington Redskins this week and what's going on. He's going to throw some of his teammates under the bus over the last few days again. It'll be interesting to see how he responds with a, a performance here against the 49ers. The 49ers on a, a little bit of a winning streak now after beating the, the Saints and then they also won last week against the New York Giants. So they're facing the Washington Redskins this week and, you know, the thing's all up in the air. Jay Gruden kind of called out RG3 and if you've heard it, you know, he, he didn't hold back. He was saying that his quarterback needs to concentrate on his own game, concentrate on his own reads, concentrate on his own drops, concentrate on his own throws and pretty much concentrate on everything else other than talking to the media and telling his other teammates what to do. He was saying that, you know, he can't do everything for the team and Wiley does have a point and, you know, the pick six was kind of an issue where it was caught nearly and tipped up by his wide receiver and then we're sticking into the pick six i can see where it is an issue there but you keep that quiet you stay out of the media with those kind of things keep that behind closed doors and deal with it there but the redskins have been a, a huge disappointment over the last few weeks they got that one with colt mccoy against the, the cowboys which surprised everyone but we'll see what happens here i i can't see anything to each other than a 49ers win and a, a dominant 49ers win at that i think they, they win it going away probably by you know over 14 points yeah column of rg3 he wants to speak to the media and keep making comments maybe he would like to give me back my tenor along with many other fans who for some bizarre reason decided to back a Redskins win last week <laughs> yeah DJ obviously a lot of people have been disappointed by that but I've just been you know I, I, I'm i not ashamed to say I have a Robert Griffin the third t-shirt from his rookie season a jersey and you know I, I don't own many jerseys outside of Packers jerseys but he is one of the ones I own and I, I also own a Peyton Manning one which I know DJ you'll not be too happy about <laughs> but uh, Robert Griffin you know fantastic talent in that first year he won the rookie of the year everyone was so impressed with him and you know I, I couldn't wait to see him getting back on the field after his injury then he also had the injury this year and people were looking but at this stage DJ you have to start to wonder is he just not a very good guy he seems to always talk to the media get himself into trouble like this and you know he's maybe starting to turn some of the people the fans of that franchise against him I hope he can turn it around I do like I do like watching him as a player but just DJ he doesn't have that swagger that he had in his first season and things aren't going well for the team so he's going to have to shoulder a lot of that blame being the quarterback so 
we'll see we'll see how he responds this weekend maybe he'll be a little bit quieter in his post-match press conferences obviously talked about the dallas cowboys game he against the new york giants uh, with chris and that there really takes us to a conclusion of all the games for for week uh, 12 and you know we talked there there's some fantastic matchups and i'm really looking forward to watching a number of them Indeed, would you look at that as we record uh, some news coming in over over Twitter and over NFL.com that I talked about the Vikings having an Adrian Peterless backfield. Well, it looks now like they're going to have a Ben Tate filled backfield, and you know there a number of issues this week with uh, injuries to both their other running backs. So Ben Tate has been waived uh, by obviously the Cleveland Browns, as I mentioned, he's been claimed by the Minnesota Vikings. So more there on Adrian Peterson doesn't look maybe too good for him next season. Now we talked about that already, DJ. So maybe you were pointing up something there that uh, is likely to happen. Also, DJ at Legarrette Blunt is heading back to your. New England Patriots was with them last year. I mentioned the big game he had last year. Signs a, you know, Jonas Gray at the weekend and last weekend against the Colts. So, talked about him there. Also got cut by the Steelers and the, the Patriots have picked him up. So, be interesting to see if he's anyway in the in the part of the game plan there. Obviously, Bill Belichick doesn't think he's as bad a teammate as the guys down in Pittsburgh do, as they've been having quite a bit of fun over the last few days, giving him a bit of, a bit of a hard time in the media. So, we'll see what all happens around there. Really getting into the crunch time, DJ, now for the fantasy football playoffs. So, you know, there's a, a lot of stuff going to happen this weekend. It seems to be a, a turning point in many of our football leagues, be it Overtime Ireland or be it some of our money leagues on our own personal accounts. But it's going to be going to be a fantastic week watching the NFL. Really looking forward to seeing if uh, the Packers get, can perform again as they have been in recent weeks and seeing how the other teams around the National Football League do. I'm sure all of you listeners are really looking forward to seeing your team in action. Don't be afraid to tweet us in with some of your thoughts on the Sunday games. You can tweet us anytime at Overtime Ireland. The website, obviously, OvertimeIreland.com. The email is OvertimeIreland at gmail.com. Do get in touch. It's great having uh, interaction with you. We're up and around the uh, 3,000 follower mark, so keep do spreading the word of Overtime Ireland, both on social media and you know to your friends. If you're talking about the game, don't be afraid to, to mention us there. Give us a little plug and get us some more followers. I mentioned DJ on... Uh, Monday show that Alan M, not sure the surname yet, but he, he was in contact. He won Monday or Sunday's closest correct score competition for the OTI teacher. We'll be having another one of them this Sunday on one of the second slate of games for the NFL t-shirts. And I almost forgot, DJ, as we record this, uh, the lock of the week. We, uh, we didn't do it, so <laughs> let's just say we'll do the lock of the week now. The OTI lock of the week. So DJ, uh, the lock of the week sound there, rescuing the day. I almost had forgot as we record this. Uh, who are you going with your lock of the week this week? Uh, who can you see not beaten? If anyone's in a survivor competition, who are you highly recommending picking this week? Yeah, Colin, been up and down the last couple of weeks. Normally I tend to go for whoever the Jaguars are playing against, but <laughs> I'll be nice and lay off the Jaguars this week. And I'm going to go with a Denver Broncos victory against the Miami Dolphins, I think. You'll probably get good odds if you're putting money on the game on the Broncos. It's going to be a closer handicap than some of the other games. Yeah, I think it should be an interesting one. You mentioned the handicap, I think. Well, you'll still have to give up a few points on the Broncos, obviously, DJ. Probably in around that six or seven point margin. Having looked at the latest betting just at the time of recording. Looking through the other games, DJ, it is, it's, a, it's a tough week to pick. Yeah, there's some very, very interesting games. And I did last week, DJ, I went for the home team decision on the Green Bay Packers. And, you know, it might be one that I have to go again and go for them. But if I, if I don't go for the Packers, I'll go for the team that the Packers gave a hiding to last week. And uh, just for the fun of it, let's go with the Philadelphia Eagles against the Tennessee Titans. Competition time with OTI. So DJ, we're flat out now doing sound effects as we end the show. That was the competition time with OTI soundbite. 
We did do a competition last week as well for a book. That book was Take Your Eye Off the Ball, a book by Pat Kerwin, one of my favourite NFL books that I've ever read. So we were doing a competition to give that away over the past weekend, and uh, we're going to announce the winner off that right now. And DJ with the fantastic drum roll sound again, as always, and uh, we still haven't got a sound effect for the drum roll, but maybe we'll get that one day uh, when a uh, production budget allows it. But DJ, the winner of this week's competition is Neil Dutton. Neil Dutton, uh, some of you'll know maybe he's on the Dave Damashek podcast sometimes, a man that loves stale bread. He, there's the hashtag, I, hashtag I love stale bread. Stale bread? Steel bread? What would that taste like, DJ? But... Uh, no, Neil Dutton won, wins the book this week. It'll be on his way to him. We'll be in touch with you on Twitter. Neil is always good getting interaction with you, particularly about our favourite types of pretzels. I know it's something that I like to eat as well. So, it's uh, he's been regularly in contact over the over the long time with us, and uh, you know he's entered a lot of competitions, DJ. But the the first competition he's won. So, everyone uh, that entered, thank you very much as always for helping spread the word of Overtime Ireland, and uh, we'll have many more competitions coming up towards the end of the season. So, do stay tuned for those. So, DJ, with all that talk, we have the games talk with Chris Wesling on. Do follow him at Chris Wesling. You can follow me if you want. Uh, maybe. Better off following the Overtime Ireland Twitter handle, which is at Overtime Ireland, where I talk NFL usually. My Twitter handle is at the Column Kelly. DJ's is at the. Oh, no, it's not at the DJ Kelly. It's at DJ Kelly for us. But until next week, when we'll be back with another show, we might mix things up with the Thanksgiving games coming up. We might have our preview earlier in the week. We'll, we'll see what we decide. DJ will have more for you on Monday's recap show, recapping all the games from this week. So, DJ, until then, make sure that you spread the word of Overtime Ireland. Uh, keep spreading the word of Overtime Ireland and spread the word of Overtime Ireland. And until then, my name's Colm. I'm DJ. And until then, have a good one. Thank you for listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. Check out OvertimeIreland.com and continue to spread the word. This has been an Overtime Ireland production.